Welcome to Mornings with Matt White, right here on SEN. Call Matt anytime, 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. It is Friday morning, folks. Good morning to you. Are you ready to rumble on Friday, December the 2nd on the morning show? You're joining us on SEN 1170 AM right across Sydney, of course, and wherever you're tuning in on the SEN app. Thanks for your company this morning. As you know, you want to get in touch, pick up the phone. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line. It has been an extraordinary week for us to go toe-to-toe on the open line. It's been fantastic. And the two main topics of conversation continue to be the thread today. The FIFA World Cup and the Australia v West Indies Cricket Series. Now, if you want to get on the show today, you're going to get, have to get into it early because... It's a shorter show than usual. The Sporting Flame will be on for the last hour today before we head off to the cricket. So just the two hours together, folks, here until 11 o'clock, then the Sporting Flame from 11 till 12, and then we'll go straight to Optus Stadium for day three of the test. So one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The deal remains the same. You phone, I drop everything. We pick up the phone. Brooksy will put you through, and before you know it, we can have ourselves a good chat about anything. It doesn't have to be football or cricket. We can talk rugby league. Hasn't that gone quiet off the back of the World Cup? Now's the time. It's interesting, actually. Now is the time. I'll tell you what I'd be doing if I was a rugby league club or uh, somebody who wanted to get their message across. Do it right now. Get it out there right now, especially if it's bad news. Have you noticed when you watch the Sunday news uh, bulletins at six o'clock. There's always the politicians. So the politicians know, folks, and we're going so far off track here, but the politicians know that Sunday's the easy day to get on the news because nothing happens. So watch the six o'clock news on a Sunday and you see the politicians, the talking heads with all those bobbleheads behind them nodding away. It's kind of like that in rugby league at the moment. There's bugger all happening in rugby league and the focus is well and truly off it. They're having that downtime off the back of the World Cup. And cricket and soccer have come to the fore. So now if you want to get your message out, (laughs) rugby league teams or clubs or the NRL in particular, got some bad news, shove it out now. There you go. Forecast for Sydney today, possible shower for our Sydney listening area. Tops of 23 in the city and 24 in the west. Now the forecast over there in Perth, day three of the test, partly cloudy again and cooler as well. So around 25 degrees in WA. Started off with a 30-plus day, and then we've had the last two into the 20s. Like I say, call early today if you would like to get on. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy On the table, we'll chat with SEN cricket commentator Adam Collins this morning and get his take on what's happened so far and what may happen over the next few days. So at least we know that we're going to get past day three by the looks of things. After day two at Optus Stadium, Australia, four declared for 598. Four declared for 598. Do you reckon Davey Warner's looking at replays going, why, 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 why? There were so many runs out there and I tried to chop one on or tried to guide one away and I ended up chopping it on from about three feet outside of off stump and gone for five and everybody else thereafter cashed in, took the ticket and left with a whole stack of runs. In reply, the West Indies... No wicket for 74. So we'll talk about that in just a sec. But Steve Smith, incredible. An unbeaten double ton. 200 not out on the knocker. His 29th test century. And, of course, that equals 
the number that the famous Sir Donald Bradman did in quite a few less innings, of course, but 29 centuries, and that puts you in rarefied air, which he's at at the moment. We said at the time when he rolled out with his new-look batting stance, and regular listeners to this program will note, I was blown away. I saw him say to David Warner on that night, I'm back, baby. And I actually said it to my wife as we were watching, and then the Fox Sports team obviously picked up on that as well. A new-look Steve Smith looks to me as though he will barely get out this summer. The way that he's batting, it's extraordinary. This is somebody who was averaging 60-plus in test matches who turned his completely turned himself completely upside down at this stage of his career. He's now 33, and he's been working for 12 months to do this. It's a, it's a miraculous feat, really, to change something that he's been doing for so long at such a successful level and then come out with something completely different, stance, got rid of all the fidget, all of that kind of stuff, and here he is knocking runs out for fun. There are more runs to come from Steve Smith. Manus Labashain's out there as well. It might have been the best day ever for these two blokes. 200 not out for Steve Smith, 204 for Manus Labashain. It's certainly Marnie's best day out ever. He gets to see his bestie at the other end, scoring as many runs as he did. It's only the fifth time in test history that two Australians have made double centuries in the same innings. So let's go through the numbers here. Steve Smith now averaging, as I said, over 60. His fourth double century and the first ever against a country other than England. He scored 239 against England in 2017. That was his biggest score. 215 against the Poms in 2015 and 211 against them in 2019. And here he is, 200 not out against the West Indies. So 29 test centuries. Can he catch Ricky Ponting's 41 test centuries? Long way to go before that happens. But the way he's batting at the moment, especially against the opposition at the moment, well, you'd have to say... That is on the radar. Let's have a listen to Smudge post day two. What a day it was. Uh, I guess any time uh, your name's mentioned um, alongside the Don, uh, it's pretty special. Uh, it's pretty flattering. But, um, yeah, um, no, nice to, to get a big one today and, and set us up and put us in a good position. Um, you know, I felt I felt really – I have felt really good for the last couple of weeks batting and um, – yeah, fortunately, was able to spend a good time out there um, yesterday and today. Steve, um, Ricky Ponting had 41 test hundreds. Um, can, you, can, you, <laughs> can you get there? And uh, I don't know what personal goals you have, but is that one? Not really. Um, no, nah, that's a long way away. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, you know, I'm 33, 34 next year. Not sure how long I'll play for, um, but we'll we'll see. But 41 certainly a, a long way away. Um, there's a lot of test matches, I guess, in the next year for us. So yeah, we'll see how many I can get. Hopefully, I can get a few more in that, that period of time. And we'll see. We'll go from there. So there you go. Uh, he's not really thinking about 41, but he's only 12 away. So we've got one more test. He's not going to get another bat here, you'd think. He's got one more test against the West Indies in this series at the Adelaide Oval. I'm backing him in. There's another one. So they'll probably have just the one crack there. So he'll be down to 11 to get to 41. So the chase is now in the history books for Steve Smith. Let's see how that pans out. Travis Head. Now, I was listening to the SEN coverage as Travis Head. Well, it was extraordinary because Steve Smith got his 200 and they were essentially ready to hand it out. 
Okay, Travis, here it is. Field's ready. You go for it. And he chops one on. He is out for 99. The ball after Smith's made his century. Peter Lawler's in commentary here with Jared Waitley. Now, have a listen to what Peter Lawler says just before this ball is bowled. Great innings by Steve Smith. And then the very next ball... And Grathwaite has brought the field in. It's impossible to think that he would deny Travis Head. Bit of theatrics to it. Only Travis Head can deny Travis Head in this situation. Could it be? Back-to-back -back milestones. Head. Yeah. Oh, he's chopping it on. Unbelievable. Steve Smith throws his head back. One got through and the other got sheared off. <laughs> Travis Head goes for 99. He gets a little pat on the head. The declaration has been called the best laid plans. I've got a headline for you, Jared. Travesty. <laughs> I tell you, that's why the SEN cricket commentary team is worth listening to, folks. Peter Lawler said, and I heard it because I had my little earbud things in, only Travis Head could deny Travis Head in this situation. It was understated. But that's exactly what he said, and that's exactly what happened. Travis Head, unfortunately, ended up denying himself a century. I did a few numbers here. This is going to hurt more than the 99 itself. It's the only time in 29 test matches that Head has gone in the 90s. The only time. And it happens to be 99. That would have been his fifth test century. And in fact, it's only the second time in any international match that he's played. T20s, one day in nationals, tests, that he's been dismissed in the 90s. So just the first time in test matches, and he's one short of a century. Just the second time wearing Australian colours in the 90s. So bad luck for that Travis Head out for 99. Now the West Indies. The West Indies, so they'll go in today at uh, no wicket gone for 47, uh, for 74 runs. 47 is Tajnareen Shandipal, 47 not out. Craig Bath Brathwaite, the captain, is there on 18 not out. So what we saw yesterday was the future of the West Indies, and it's a throwback to the past. And it's Tajnareen Shandipal, 26 years of age, played 51 first-class matches before making his test debut he scored a century and a half century in the Prime Minister's eleven. His dad, Shiv Nareen. Now, we remember him. Averaged over 50 in test cricket, scored 30 centuries, played 164 tests. And here's his young son, left-hander, who crouches down on debut against one of the best bowling attacks in the world on one of the bounciest, fastest pitches that we have over there in WA. And he ends the day on 47 not out. Another three, he'll join his dad, in making a half-century on debut. Shiv Noreen did that in 1994 against England, and that team was rocking. It was Desmond Haynes, Richie Richardson, Brian Lara, Ambrose, Walsh. They all had stars in there. This is a very different one, and this youngster could be a star of the future. He's unorthodox the way that he gets his crouch into position, and he copped a few along the way, including an absolute doozy that took the wind out of him. Have a listen to this. Ouch. None for 17. <laughs> Gilly, Gilly puts it well. 
So you got a feel for our commentators in this one, and we need some help on this Friday morning. Let's do it lighthearted as well, because let's face it, he was hitting the nuts, right? So he's, he's cop one right there in the Jats crackers. Now this happens, and it, that's why Gilly said, ouch. Unfortunately, for the next five or so minutes, for the next five or so minutes, he was in a world of pain, Chanderpaul, and quite badly. And it led to the most awkward of situations where the commentators, ha- and they've all been in that position. They've all caught one. But they had to work their way gently around the issue without saying exactly what the hit was. They just can't put it as plainly as we can put it here. It, you think about it. If you cop one on the back of the elbow, and then the focus of the TV camera is going to be on the bruise on it, it's going to be on the physio coming out and get the magic sponge and getting the spray... We can't do that around the nether regions. So they spent the next five minutes trying to work their way around. Can we come up this morning with a good commentary phrase for COP1 down there that they can roll out and it's (laughs) something that everybody's comfortable with because they were trying to avoid the phrase, well, he's COP1 fair and square in the ghoulies. It happens and it's part of the body, right? But then they had to crop out the shot. They had to start framing in above the waist. I mean, it was like Elvis Presley was out there <laughs> early on in his career. They had to chop, go from the waist up only. So it was all very awkward. It's all very natural. And it happens time and time again. But that was serious because it could, it could have taken Chanderpaul off the field. He was in that much discomfort. And the poor old commentators who did an extraordinary job Spent the next five or best part of ten minutes trying to think of any way but to say that he cop one fair and square. So if you can help the commentators out with another phrase, do that this morning for us. I was going to pose the question, is this series worth it against the West Indies? And take a look at the crowds and we've been over the schedule and Nick Hockley tried to defend Cricket Australia's well lack of uh, marketing and advertising around this yesterday and the start of a Wednesday test match over there. I mean, if you add all the numbers up and TV ratings, etc., the series is probably not worth it. But take a look at the storylines. As soon as we get out onto the playing field, bang, the storylines start coming. Now we're invested in Steve Smith getting another double century and Marnus Labuschagne there as well. Now we're invested in this youngster, Tajnareen Shandapal, one to watch in the future. The Windies, they're going to get rolled here and they'll probably get rolled again in Adelaide. Is the series worth it in terms of the opposition and all that kind of stuff? Probably not. Should they go back to the Wacker, which was the original plan for smaller non-marquee tests to be played there? Well, they're not going to. They've invested everything into Optus Stadium, which just happens to be right next to the casino. You're picking that up. So they're not going to go back to the Wacker, and the scheduling is what it is, and they are fatigued. There's no question about it, Australian fans. But we're now into day three of play today and we're starting to invest more time. So, yeah, I reckon the series is worth it because we are starting to get the storylines out of it. It's amazing how quickly it turns around. Right, FIFA World Cup. Uh, The host of the global game, Simon Hill, is going to join me this morning. Well, upsets galore. Croatia nil, Belgium nil. Doesn't sound like a big one until you realise that Belgium are out of the tournament. Not only that, the coach has gone already. Roberto Martinez is gone. Morocco 2 beat Canada 1. Morocco go through. Their first time in the knockout stage 
since 1986. We were there in 2006. 1986, Morocco go through. Group E, Japan 2, Spain 1. Extraordinary how that has panned out because that means that both of those go through and it means that Germany doesn't. The Germans beat Costa Rica four goals to two. Four-two. They put the foot down in the end, but they both miss out. So that's the big storyline this morning. We've now lost the number two in Belgium. We've lost the number 10 in Denmark, which Australia took care of. And this morning, we've lost the number 11 ranked team in Germany. There's no number six either because Italy didn't qualify. So two, 10, 11, or two, six, 10, and 11 are gone. And we're down to the final 16 teams. We will be down to the final 16 teams early next week. Japan 2, Spain 1. Here's how it finished. It's almost a mirror image of the game against Germany when Japan trailed at halftime 1-0 and turned it round to win 2-1. It's exactly the same story in the same arena too. The Khalifa International, Victor Gomez, brings the match to a conclusion. The land of the rising sun has never shone as brightly as this at a World Cup. They've taken the scalp of Germany, who are out of the World Cup at the group stage for the second successive time. Yeah, extraordinary, extraordinary. Japan 2, Spain 1, Germany 4, Costa Rica 2, but Germany are out. Uh, getting plenty of text through, uh, text messages through about uh, a good term for where um, Shandipal was hit yesterday, <laughs> right in the midrift. Uh, Pedro says, Matt, the Jats crackers is the best expression. Well, the Kerry Packers is kind of a play on that as well. And given his history in, in cricket in this country, I think that's probably a good one too. Smack straight in the Kerry Packers. Now, what we want to do this morning also is, and remember, we've only got up until 11 o'clock together, Australia v Argentina on Sunday morning. So the next time we regroup for this show will be on Monday and we'll know Australia's fate there. So this is our last opportunity for us to send a message to Graham Arnold's men. You can do it right here, right now. Brooksy's going to get all these messages together, whether you phone them through or text them through. We're going to bundle them up and we're going to send them over to Qatar. And we're calling it this morning your SEN-spiration. Right here on SEN, you can deliver the SEN-spiration, true blue, Aussie-style, inspirational message for the Socceroos against Argentina. We'll send it over to Arnie's men. SEN-spiration this morning, 0457 736 736 is the text line or 1300 01 1170 is the open line. It's approaching 23 minutes after 9 o'clock, so keep them coming through. If you've got a better phrase for hitting the ghoulies, hitting the Jats crackers, something that the TV commentators can just roll out and everybody's okay with it. Nobody's offended. Let's do that this morning. We'll take a break and we'll also get your sensperation right after this. This is Mornings with Matt White, right here on SEN. Call Matt anytime, 1300 01 1170, or text 0457 736 736. Getting some all-timers here around, uh, well, we're trying to help out the commentators. That's what we're trying to do. When poor old Chanderpaul caught one in the nasties yesterday, it was, it was avoidance and awkwardness at all costs because... 
They were trying to work their way around it. Everybody was squirming and or laughing in the commentary box. And I, I'm trying to come up with a couple of phrases here. With your help, a couple of phrases to get us across the line. The Hawk has just chucked one in saying, Morning, Maddie. My 11-year-old calls them his jingle jangles, referring to his Jets crackers. <laughs> can, you just, can you just picture our commentary teams either on 7 or on SEN or on Fox or wherever they're calling this one going, well, yeah, Tajnareen Chanderpaul, he's just been caught one in the jingle jangles. <laughs> I mean, does that cut it? Does that, does that, does that keep everybody happy? Uh, Kane from WA says, good morning, Matty. You're up early, Kane. You're up nice and early. Thanks for tuning in. Is there any West Tigers news? Um, no, there's not. There is, and Brooksy can tell us about this a little bit later on, but apparently the, uh, the, there's a hype reel on Appy Corusau joining. So this is what I'm saying. Now's the perfect opportunity if you're a club. Okay, got some bad news. All right, yeah, what do we do? Get it out now. Boss, get it out right now. Nobody's listening. Everyone's focused on the footy in Qatar, and everyone's focused on the cricket and poor old Chanderpaul's nether regions. That's the focus today. So if you've got some bad news, chuck it on out. Um, but that's good news for Tigers fans. So they've got a hype reel. Apparently, that's about all we can muster out of the West Tigers at the moment. Uh, 0457736736. We'll be catching up with Simon Hill in our next half hour over there in Doha. And we want your thoughts as well. Your SEN-spiration. Put it on in on a text message or give us a call and we'll get it to Arnie and his men ahead of Argentina. Here's the news. This is Mornings with Matt White, right here on SEN. Call Matt anytime, 1300 01 1170, or text 0457 736 736. And don't just get behind them. Don't just get behind them, Vanessa. We need to send them some SEN spiration, 0457 736 736. Some true blue Aussie-style SEN spiration um, because they've cashed in on the on the Aussie spirit and the national pride and the boxing kangaroo. So this is our chance, our last show of the week. Next time we regroup, hopefully Australia will be through. They've knocked out Argentina. It'll be one of the greatest up yours, I reckon, in Australian sport as well. Um, either way, it's been sensational. Now, I've just quickly got to address Jamesy's text. So we spoke to Jamesy the other day. Are the people watching the cricket, not the soccer, un-Australian? Jamesy, you need to chill out a bit, mate. Just, just chill out a little bit. So that was said in jest, as in the way that the national spirit and the Aussie spirit and pride has been put out there by the Socceroos. And I said, it's almost like if you ain't watching them, you're un-Australian. You took that literally. Don't take everything we say on this show literally, mate. Just chill out a little bit. But it's good to know that you're still listening. Thank you for that. Now, 0457 736 736. Got a lot of your texts coming through around, uh, well, phrases that the commentators could use, but also the SE inspiration. So they're getting it. Now, Brooksy, we've only got uh, another hour and a half together on this show this morning because oh. we've got a, an abbreviated show, which is just, I mean, can you have a chat to somebody there? What and, and praise them. Thank you, Jimmy Smith. Thank you, Simon O'Donnell and special guest Stuart Clark coming up at 11 a.m. Uh, I was about to say, if you are going to have a chat, who do you go to? Well, we go to Jimmy. I mean, yeah, you know, he, we, he runs everything. We go to Jimmy's office to find prizes because yep. he's, he's a hoarder. <laughs> oh, mad um, hoarder. Yeah, we go to Jimmy to find out why, we've, why we're an hour down on this Loves show. Loves his time. Loves his time. Yeah. Yep. Got himself another show, Sporting Flame. Scoob will be there. 
Loves um, an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully he's got some SE inspiration for our Aussie cricketers and for our Aussie soccer players. So there's there's two folds here. There's two little tracks that we can go down here, Brooksy. One mm. is coming up with a phrase about where Tajnarine Shandapur was hit yesterday. Um, by the way, Julian King sent me a text <laughs> as well. So Jules has said uh, for Chanderpaul, testy match cricket. I like it. <laughs> he's putting the test in uh, test matches, isn't he? That's right. Oh, oh there yeah, you go, Mark. Jules. Hey, yeah. And then we're looking for SE inspiration. So do you want to throw some uh, some good terms? You, you know, you worked a lot at Fox. You, you know how difficult mm. it is on the TV scene to try and work your way around when a batsman gets hit yeah. fair and square. Well, I've, I've looked at both, Matty, and... I think with your uh, Shandapal situation, the the testy situation, hmm. there's three things that sort of come to mind. Less is more, like what Gilly did. Youch, yeah. you know, you yep. just. I think when you're describing a hamstring injury, it's like, oh, it's an upper hamstring. There's a minor yeah. tweak. Blah 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 blah. There's a lot, lot, lot being said with the, describing those injuries. Groin area, one worders generally. Or rhyming slang, which is what we've seen on the text line, or the use of a foreign language, e.g., cojones, which has been used a lot, I True. know, from the Spanish speaking nations. Also, too, how good's Jats? They've got the mar- they've got the market on the groin, the Jats crackers. I think True. I think maybe Fantastic or Sakatar need to have a look at this and hopefully now we're in the rice cracker era, maybe they can take over the groin as well. Yes. Who knows? I don't know. This is this is where we're going. Everyone's going gluten free. They love a rice mm, cracker. Cool. They're looking at the health rating. Oh, four and a half stars. I'm going to go to the Sakatar rice cracker. Yeah. Maybe they can do something going forward in 2023. There's a, there's a sponsorship opportunity there for sure. I mean, KFC, you know, have the buckethead market corner. Yes. Right. That's a brilliant piece of marketing. So we're now looking at sponsorship down there for, for the Jats Cracker region. Exactly. Jats, I believe they've got one year left on the deal. Uh, <laughs> Breville has signed a long-term deal with Toasties. Is that right? So it's up for grabs. I think it coincides with the TV deal as well, Matty. So you could have a crossover there. Sakatar could be sponsoring Channel 7, 9 or 10. Who knows who gets it? But, yeah, that was the thing I found with the groin injuries – with the inspiration for Arnie, the SE inspiration, as you like mm. to term. Well, hang on a sec. Hang on. Just, just back on that. Yeah. See, this is part of the problem. Is it, is, it, is it a groin injury? It's not really. I mean, it's in oh. the groin region. It's the capital city of that state or country <laughs> of the gro- if, if we're going to give the groin an area. Um, yeah, it's definitely where Parliament sits. It's its biggest city. Um, biggest population. It's town hall. Yeah, it's town, it's town hall. hall. It's got the arts and crafts. It's got everything yeah. the the region uses for a lot of their budget. It's where the head of state sits. I head of state yeah. sits. <laughs> definitely sits in the groin region. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, let's let's move along to the Socceroos and their yeah. approach. Look, I I've watched football from time to time, um, and one of the best who I think Arnie should look at is Jose Mourinho. Um, when he was at Chelsea, very much parked a bus or anything he could get in front of goal. So what I reckon, we've got to park the tractor, Matty. Our stats, we don't want possession over 15%. We want to be outshot 40 to 2, and we want to keep up these clean sheets. 
Matty Ryan. We don't want penalty shootouts. I'm sorry, Grey Wiggle. We're not going to use you this World Cup. We're going to win 1-0 every game on 10 to 15% possession. So let's park that tractor in front of goal and bring home the trophy once and for all, Matty. Park the tractor. Okay, can you put that onto, uh, onto the list that we're going to send to Arnie? Yeah. We're going to send it over to Qatar because I'm sure he's waiting. He's sweating. <laughs> he's absolutely sweating on those. Uh, right, the Hawk says, message to Arnie and the Socceroos, let faith be f- bigger than your fears. That's deep. Let faith deep. be bigger than, bigger than your fears. Okay. Might need to say that a couple of times in the sheds. <laughs> just one more time, boys. Just think yeah, about let this. Faith be figure. Be, oh, see, I can't say it. I, I can't I, get it out. I, you know Roll. what, Maddie? I would be stealing a lot from Ted Lasso. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, there's a lot there. Ted's and the best. I think he's got enough for the round of sixteen, quarterfinal, semifinals, and the final. Four. All he needs to do is watch four episodes, yeah. and I'm, and you know that's that's going to get us home. Yeah. Well, we're in my cricket team that I'm coaching. Brooksy, we're, yep. we're seven seven matches in at the moment. So I've been trying to come up with different ways, and they call my girls call it matspiration. Yeah, right. Oh, I so, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've started. I've gone down a couple of different avenues to try and get them, you know, all fired up before a match. And I, I'm rapidly running out of ideas. So basically, <laughs> this is twofold. What I'm saying, Sensperation Ferrani, I'm going to pinch them all. <laughs> And I'm going to take him Love into it. there. Yeah. Uh, boys, there is no heart like Aussie heart. We're all with you, says Pedro. Love oh, it. that's good. Rafa says, Viva Australia. Oi, oi, oi. SE inspiration and plenty around the uh, groin region, as we put it. 0457 736 736. Simon Hill coming up. This is Mornings with Matt White. Right here on SEN. Call Matt anytime. 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Uh, we're going to get to your text uh, messages uh, around the nether region of Tajnarine Shandapal. He's been hitting the bat and balls, says Cameron. Uh, yes, thank you for that one. 0457 736 And SEN what have you got to fire up the Socceroos ahead of Argentina? Well, let's talk more football right now and take you over to Doha with Simon Hill, who's covering it all and witnessing some spectacular stuff. G'day, Simon. What a fascinating morning. Our time upsets are plenty continue. They do indeed, Matty. Uh, crazy games today. We've seen the demise of Belgium, the world number two. They've gone. Uh, and multiple former World Cup winner Germany, one of the real heavyweights of the global game. Uh, They have crashed out tonight despite beating Costa Rica 4-2, and the reason for that is that Japan uh, have come from behind and beaten Spain by two goals to one, and for a moment, Costa Rica actually led Germany, and that would have meant that Spain were going home too. Uh, It didn't quite work out that way, but uh, it's Japan who win Group E and Spain who go through in second absolutely remarkable game between japan and spain spain leading one nil at half time looking uh, very very comfortable i think the stats were something like 500 passes to 89 in spain's favor Uh, but japan came out with renewed purpose in the second half and scored two goals inside three minutes one a little bit controversial because the ball appeared to have crossed the byline but uh, upon review they decided that the ball had stayed in 
and Japan held on despite some heavy late pressure. So delighted for the Japanese because, uh, of course, they're part of Asia, which is our backyard as well. And they're through to the last 16. So where does this leave those that are not through? I mean, what's the fallout going to be in Germany, but Belgium in particular? I mean, the number two team in the world's out. We know that Denmark's out. Now Germany, number 11, out. Number six in Italy didn't make it. What's the fallout going to be at the top of the tree? Well, I can tell you the fallout for Belgium has already started because Roberto Martinez, their coach, has fallen on his sword and said that uh, he won't be continuing in the job. Uh, this often happens, to be fair, you know, with teams, once they crash out of the World Cup, it's the end of one four-year cycle and, uh, and coaches want to move on to different projects. Um, now, Hansi Flick is the interesting one, the German coach. The, the Germans don't tend to change coaches very often. Uh, Joachim Lowe was in situ for, a, a, well, well over a decade, his predecessor, Hansi Flick. Um, but the problem for Germany is they didn't have a very good European championship. They only reached the last 16. That was uh, 12 months ago. And at the last World Cup in Russia, they finished bottom of the group. So this is consecutive World Cups now when the Germans, and I, I stress, I can't stress this enough, they are one of the genuine heavyweights of the global game, perennial winners of the tournament and serial semi-finalists as a, as a bare minimum. Um, but they've gone out in the group stage once again. So the, there's going to be you know, a, a major inquest, you'd imagine, into German football and what's going on with the footballers they're producing. They have a fantastic league in the Bundesliga, uh, but for whatever reason, it's not quite happening for them at international level at the moment. Crazy. Um, obviously, we're going to focus on the round of 16 match on Sunday morning, our time, Australia v Argentina, but there's still four games to go. So the two final games in Group H and the two final games in Group G as well. Can you see any upsets on the final day of group matches? Well, uh, you, you wouldn't have thought that Cameroon are going to defeat Brazil. Um, they are the tournament <laughs> favourites. And I mean, Cameroon really require a miracle if they're going to get through. Um, I, I think Switzerland will probably be a little bit too good for Serbia. They hold the advantage in that group at the moment. In Group H, uh, it's very interesting for second spot. Portugal are already through. They need a point to confirm top spot. They take on South Korea, uh, who've really got to go for it because they're in third, only on one point. Uh, the key game in that section tomorrow is Uruguay against Ghana. Now, Uruguay so far have been a major disappointment. They're the only team in the World Cup uh, that is yet to score a goal. And that despite having the likes of Luis Suarez and Darwin Nunez from Liverpool, Edinson Cavani, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so are they going to make Ghana pay tomorrow? Uh, the Africans have had a good World Cup. Senegal going through. Morocco as group winners. Uh, if Ghana go through, I think that will make it the best World Cup ever in terms of African countries qualifying for the knockout phase. So there's a big incentive for the Ghanaians. Um, so a lot to play out tomorrow night. Um, if I'm going to put my head on the block and say there's going to be another shock, then I would say Ghana beating Uruguay. But I'm not even sure it's that much of a shock, to be honest, if it happens. Yeah, yet to score a goal. Incredible. All right, what, is, um, what do we look for now for Arnie's men? I mean, the last 24, 48 hours have been absolutely extraordinary. Where you are, where we are as well. Is there enough left in the tank because you get the feeling that they're using every bit of energy to make it this far and they're going to have to use even more to make it past Argentina? Well, to be honest, that was my fear ahead of the game against Denmark, um, you know, because they put an awful lot into the match against Tunisia to, uh, to hold on for that 1-0 win against the team from North Africa. But, uh, 
you know, they, they found a second wind again against uh, the Danes. And I thought they were pretty comfortable in that second half. Now, obviously, things are about to go up another level against the likes of, of Leo Messi and Angel de Maria, uh, Lautaro Martinez. You know, th these are top stars of world football. It's, it's going to be hellish difficult. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to enjoy the ride because we just don't know where this World Cup is going. Uh, you know, as we've spoken about already today, you, when you see the likes of Germany crashing out, uh, and, and, you know, lest we forget, Argentina were beaten in their opening game at this World Cup by Saudi Arabia, uh, who, you know, we're, we're more than competitive against in the Asian region. So it can happen. Uh, I, I did take the liberty of just having a look at a potential route to the final. And I, I say that slightly tongue in cheek. Uh, <laughs> but if we were to get through it, it'd probably be, I think it's Netherlands or the USA in the quarters and then it gets really difficult then it's spain or brazil in the semis but uh <laughs> one game at a time and, and whatever happens saturday night here sunday morning your time you know australia just got to go and enjoy it. it it's it's just been a wonderful world cup against the odds unexpected um you know we were all in a bit of shock last night but happy shock and uh you know they, they'll come home as heroes whatever happens and rightly so because they've been brilliant did you go against Arnie's mantra of no celebrations, no emotion, uh, plenty of sleep and no social media? Because that's what he's telling his players, but we don't want anyone else to do that. We want everyone else to go against that. Yeah, stuff that. We went out and had a couple of beers. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we, were, we had a, an entire bar that was closed within um, 20 minutes of a phone call. They cleared everybody out for us, which was really nice of them. So we had the Green and Gold Army, about 200 of us, uh, packed in a pub, watching obviously the, the later games, which produced its own drama last night and celebrating Australia's victory. So, uh, yeah, we had a good old night. bit tired today, though, Matty. I bet you are. So that's Sunday morning. Now, listen, now, listen, Monday morning, 6 a.m., England v. Senegal. So we've been tracking your social media, S. Hill, and we, we can't help but notice that you're taking an each-way bet here. You're half and half on this one. In, in one post, you, you go and come on England. In another post, you've got the Aussie football uh, polo shirt on. So if it goes the distance and Australia end up against England, are you going to do one of those half-half <laughs> shirts? Are you going to do the body paint where you're half England, half no, green no. and gold? I've, I've been very honest about this <laughs> ever since I arrived in Australia. I was born in England. I lived there for 35 years. That's the country of my birth. I would never deny it. So I'm England first. I want Australia to win every single game that they play in football. In football only, by the way. Not in cricket, yep. not in rugby, not in the, any of the other sports. But in football, <laughs> I want the Socceroos to win every game apart from if they were to play England. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Good man. Thanks for staying up late for us, mate. Enjoy the rest of the cup. Cheers, Matty. All the best. This is Mornings with Matt White. Right here on SEN. Call Matt anytime. 1300 01 1170. Or text 0457 736 736. Of the week. And of course, we'll regroup again next week. A big welcome to our listeners joining us. For this hour on SENQ 693 in Brizzy, 1620am on the Gold Coast, uh, wherever you're tuning in via 1170am in Sydney or on the SEN app, thanks for your company. So the deal today for our Queensland listeners, well, we're here for the next hour and the next hour only because the Sporting Flame will take over for another hour and then we'll switch you over to our full coverage of day three 
of the first test at Optus Stadium. So that's the drill for the next hour or so. And make sure you stay tuned because uh, Stewie Clark's going to be a special guest on the Sporting Flame with Jimmy Smith and Simon O'Donnell. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number or 0457-736-736. By now, I'm pretty sure that you're up to speed with where we're at in both cricket and football. But a quick one. Australia, four declared for 5.98 yesterday. The Windies in response, no wicket for 74. So they're holding on. Steve Smith, 200 not out. Fourth double century. Marnus Labuschagne, 204. They just rocketed along. Travis Head gone for 99. Tajnareen Shandapal, this 26-year-old on debut, is there at 47 not out. He is the son of Shibnareen Chanderpaul, who played more than 160 tests and scored 30 centuries along the way. One of our talking points this morning, and we want you to jump on into this if you've just joined us, is can we help out the commentary teams here? Because it's an awkward one. This is an awkward discussion that we're going to have to have. But we're having it. We're having a lot of fun doing so. Because Chanderpaul yesterday caught one fair and square, you know where. And this is kind of the issue. We have to come up with a better phrase than you know where. This is how it played out, and Gilly summed it up perfectly. So you'll hear the audio of the ball being delivered. It whacks him right in the nether regions, and this is how it plays out. Ouch. None for 17. <laughs> Ouch, all right. So it led to a fairly good discussion that we've been having, and I'm about to get to all of your text messages about what phrase can you use because they spent the next five or ten minutes, and Chanderpaul was in a, a fair amount of distress, trying to try to avoid the situation but address the situation. They were caught in the middle, so to speak. So the Jats crackers, I mean the, the nether regions, what can we refer to this as? 0457 736 736. Morning, Whitey. Uh, says Brad from Barawa. Uh, he was hitting the kookaburras. <laughs> okay. Hitting the kookaburras. Thank you for that. In Melbourne, Jats biscuits are known as Savoy biscuits. So maybe for your southern audience, we can say he got hit in the Savoy stones. <laughs> he could. Again, this is trying to avoid the unavoidable. 0457 736 736. I mean, here on radio, we can just say he was hitting the nuts. He, he caught one in the nasties. But they had to try and come up with all sorts of different ways. And amongst the giggling and the, oh, gee, we really feel for this poor bloke, we had camera frames, uh, camera shots being framed out. And what we're trying to do here is come up with a better term. Kane from WA says, yes, I am up early. Uh, he texted me earlier on this morning, says, also, here's a couple of doozies for the nether region. Uh, <laughs> a hot pocket of lolly bags. <laughs> okay. Nice one for that. Oh, no, says Isaac. There goes the Chanderballs. Yep. Uh, got a couple of shout-outs for that. Uh, thank you for that one. MLBW, as in middle leg, says Neil of Canley. Uh, KFC could bring out a smaller bucket to protect your nuggets. <laughs> and that's off the back of a previous listener saying, hit the nuggets, Matty. So, yeah, you're hitting the nuggets. And then KFC bring out the smaller bucket to protect the Nuggets. That's not bad. Uh, with the protection called the box, Jats could sponsor that part of the kit and call it the Jats Crackers box, says Cameron. 
0457736736. The middle stump says Smithy from Melbourne. He got hit in the Sarah of Gangoolies. There you go. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Now, the other thing that we're also trying to do is give some SE inspiration to Graham Arnold and his men ahead of the match against Argentina. So we've spoken at length this week about how the Aussies have been tapping into that nationalistic pride, the kangaroo, the boxing kangaroo-style pride and spirit that they've been playing with. So we want a true blue Aussie-style inspirational message for the Socceroos, your SE inspirational message to Graham Arnold's men. Brooksy has already come up with Park the Tractor. He's channeling Jose Mourinho, but he's put it into an Aussie term there and park the tractor instead of park the bus. So he's going to park the tractor right in front of it and Argentina aren't getting through. Andrew Redmayne will not be needed, according to Brooksy, because we are parking the tractor. Have you got any SE inspiration that you can help us out with? We've only got one more hour to go today. And then we'll go straight into the Sporting Flame and then day three, of course, of the uh, text match, uh, test match over there. G'day, Matty says Statsy. Surely being from the northern beaches of Sydney, we call where Chanderpaul got hit is the Oxford Falls. <laughs> and if you want to keep it in cricket terms, yes, the Suravs, as in short for the Surav Gangulis. Thank you for that, Statsy. Nice to hear from you this morning. Uh, keep them coming. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Joe from Macquarie Park is on the line. G'day, Joe. What have you got for me? Yeah. G'day, mate. How about bold middle leg? <laughs> well, he kind of was. I mean, he's still out there, but he kind of was. It was. Did you get to see that yesterday, Joe? Were you watching when? I mean, also Braithwaite no, got one about a, about an. Well, I mean, you don't want to go back and watch the replay because we see it time and time again. But it was it was pretty severe. It was quite distressing, and he was a fair chance of going off for a while there, and then. I think about an over or two later, poor old Craig Brathwaite caught one uh, in the Suravs as well. So bold middle leg. Thank you, Joe. Stick around for calling up. Brooksy will send you out a Signet Boost Power Bank. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to give us a call. Stay on the line, mate. Joe from Macquarie Park there with a uh, middle leg call. SEN-spiration. Paulie from West Walls End. Keep doing what you're doing. Being a bloody good Aussie with a healthy disregard for star status and authority. Go, you good things. Get stuck in. Well, that's kind of as Aussie as it gets, doesn't it? Thank you, Paulie. SE Inspiration. Boys, uh, we've read this one, but I'll do it again. There is no heart like Aussie heart. Thank you, uh, Pedro. Uh, Viva Australia, oi, 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 was another shout. So we're operating on both levels yesterday. Mr. Quintessential, just on a... On a more serious note, says apologies for switching off yesterday, but listening to Nick Hockley talk to Jared Waitley nearly made me puke. Uh, seriously, it sounded like a job interview for the diversity department at the United Nations. Maybe there's your reason for people turning off the sport. Um, well, Mr. Quintessential, I didn't hear that interview. Um, and Nick Hockley gives generously of his time and Jared Waitley is obviously one of the best interviewers of the country in the country but I did read some of those quotes there that um, the CEO of Cricket Australia was talking about and he covered a, a wide range of issues including um, the lack of fans the lack of support at the moment I mean 10,929 fans was the official number for day one of the test match which started on a Wednesday uh, I reckon there was less there yesterday 
I hope there's more there today and hopefully it goes into the weekend as well and they start to get proper crowds out there. But they knew that they were going to get um, more empty seats than full ones. They knew that that was how it was going to play out for a whole number of reasons that we've touched on right here. However, Nick Hockley says that it's got nothing to do with any fears that the Australian team's on the nose or the ugly fallout from Justin Langer's exit as coach. I beg to differ on that. I don't know how much percentage that plays into it because I think one of the biggest percentages in that discussion weighs heavily on the fact that Australians are fatigued with the amount of cricket. And he did point out that yesterday. But I've got to say that Nick Hockley and continuing to reiterate the point that cricket wants to be an inclusive sport, we want to be a sport for everyone, to me, is a message that's starting to get lost because they already are. They already are an inclusive sport and a diverse sport. And Cricket Australia has been leading the way for that for a long, long time. Women's cricket in this country has been exceptional and continues to grow. The support for our female cricketers has been awesome. Obviously, everyone can do a whole stack more, but the Australian women's cricket team, the WBBL, uh, and some of our finest female cricketers in this land are, are, have been absolutely rocketing through the public's thought process and garnering so much support. So I think that they're, they, they just continue to miss the trick here, Cricket Australia. Double down on what you're good at. Be bullish about what you're good at. Get out there and tell people what you're good at. Instead of saying what you want to be, you're already inclusive. You're already a sport for everyone. Address the elephants in the room before going on the messaging that you think everybody wants to hear. You've got the number one test team in men's cricket in the world. So get behind them and push them like crazy. I see reports that they had next to zero amount of advertising and marketing floating around the city of Perth. Why? I mean, the West Indies series, sure, they weren't going to put up a fight, but they're still the Windies, and it's still the number one team in the world with some of the biggest names in Australian sport. Get behind them and push them like crazy. Go out there and tell people how good it is to spend a day at the cricket. You've got Steve Smith knocking up a double ton. Looks as though he's not going to get out this summer. Marnus Labuschagne, what a character. Travis Head knocking runs left, right and centre. I think they're trying to pander to everybody at the moment and they're missing what they're good at. So stand up for what you believe in, Cricket Australia, and back yourself to the hilt. Stop this namby-pamby sitting around trying to come out with messengers that say, we want to be this and we want to be that. You're inclusive. You're diverse. You're bloody good at it, so stick with it. So in many ways, Mr. Quintessential, I didn't hear that fully, but I certainly read up on that, and I totally agree with you in some respects. However, I've also got plenty of respect for those in that position. I just wish that they would back themselves a little bit more and get on the front foot here. What would you tell your batters? Get on the front foot, folks. Well, Cricket Australia, get into the nets, get the batting coach, and get on the front foot. Because you've got the golden goose, don't kill it. Shane from Marrickville's on the line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Go for it, Shane. Uh, what would you like to talk about this morning? Football? 
Maddie, how would you like to be re- referred to the golden generation? The golden generation of Belgium, Denmark, <laughs> and Canada are all out the door. <laughs> well, our golden generation was 2006, Shane, and and they made it through, and now we've got this unheralded. I guess, golden generation. But extraordinary, isn't it, to think that we don't have, in particular, Belgium and Germany not going to be there. I mean, that's just, it's remarkable. You wouldn't be saying that before this World Cup. I think they can call us the bronze generation. (laughs) I reckon Arnie would say the green and gold generation. That's what I'd say, the green and gold generation. Good on you, mate. Uh, appreciate that call. Thanks for giving us a buzz this morning. But, yeah, who would want to be a golden generation at the moment? Well, maybe, mate. Maybe, Shane. Maybe Leo Messi's um, status and stature in the game. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to death ride them here, but maybe, maybe their time's up too. Maybe that's where it goes. Uh, 0457 HP Robbo says, Matty, love the show. Thank you. I listened to the interview yesterday with Nick Hockley. I agree 100%. They continue to say they want to be inclusive, but there is a large large section that don't want to be told how to think. Thank you for that. Brett from Oran Park is on the line. Go for it, Brett. You've got some motivation for us. Hey, Matty. How are you, mate? Good. Thanks, mate. Oh, you know that, that uh, trance song, Eat, Sleep, Rave, Repeat? You know that song when they play it at Northern? Probably Brooklyn you know, is about it. So I've yeah, got one yeah. for the Socceroos. Blue and white, rinse. Blah, sorry, blue and white, wash, rinse, repeat. So instead of saying rinse, we're wincing. <laughs> wince. <laughs> wash, wince, and repeat. <laughs> yep, and say it over and over again, and that becomes just the trance. Okay. Blue and white, wash, wince, and repeat. Okay, mate. I'll have to get my head around that. Well, Brooksy, uh, are you a fan of that one? Thank you, Brett. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm a big Daft Punk fan. Harder, better, faster, stronger, which is probably not us. Zero for four there when it comes to playing Argentina. So I can see where Brett from Oran Park is coming, definitely. It's just that the wincing of the clearing of the header, the clearing of the boot, the shaving past the goal. If we can win for 90 minutes and, and Leckie can get one-on-one with the RG goalkeeper and put one past him, I'll take it. You've got park the, tr- park the tractor. Yeah. That's all what the, you've got. Or a Commodore, whatever you can get, I think. This is going to be... Fa- it's farewell to the Holden this week in, in V8 Supercars and Supercar Racing. So is it... Is it par- yeah, now we'll, in Adelaide. We'll is ship them over. The, park the Commodore. <laughs> Whatever, honestly, whatever we can get, Maddie. I don't. Yeah. We. I think this is it at all costs. Whatever we can get for ninety minutes, and if we can knock Messi out, it's going to be one of our greatest moments of all time. Hang on a second. Are you are you saying that that Leo Messi needs to be Ellery Handley? Is that what you're saying here? Have I read that wrong, or are you are you proposing a, a Terry Lamb? We we unleash Barbar Lamb on. <laughs> On Leo Messi, Ellery Hanley style. Or should we make it topical and do what we did to Chanderpaul and go straight <laughs> for the you-know-wheres, the old Buenos well, Aires? Is... <laughs> <laughs> McHugh says just hitting the plums. So do we go for the plums? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really bringing down this amazing show that you and Two Phones Tommy have well, done over the last two years. I'm sorry uh, to the listener. 
And I to you, Maddie, and to Tommy, wherever you're drinking yeah. daiquiris right now, yeah. I yeah. apologise. Yeah, I mean, the show went down to the nether regions pretty quickly when you came <laughs> on board, didn't it? Uh, Michael says, Maddie's saying for hit down below, he's got one in the Barry Halls. I mean, this is the interesting thing, too. If, if our commentary team, I mean, we'll send them, just like we're sending all the SENspiration over to Arnie, and goodness knows what he's going to think when he sees your one park the tractor. He'll go, what? And then, he's, and, then he, and then he'll go, wash, wince, and repeat. What? Talk yes. about confusing the issue over there. We might be the downfall. We should send all these to the relevant commentary teams. And for can you imagine the international audiences that are listening? So the West Indian supporters that are listening to the SEN cricket commentary. Yes. And here's Chandipal and in comes Stark. Oh, he's got one in the Barry Halls. You know, can you imagine Barry the what now? Well, the Barry what? Oh, he's got one in the Jats Crackers. What? Jats <laughs> What is this Jats oh, Cracker you're talking what, about? <laughs> what is this Jats Cracker? Oh four five seven seven three six. 736. Uh, Maddie, it just shows how disconnected Cricket Australia is with the Australian public. Look at the BBL scheduling. Look at all this year's scheduling. All the T20s at the Gabba before the World Cup. There was 5,000 people. There was a joke. No advertising. Then it's like they've got monkeys passion pressing buttons on computers um, at their head office. Need to pull their heads in or out and get um, get amongst the Australian public in and listen. Well, yeah, look, I, I just don't know why you, why you would not be pushing your number one thing. And at the moment, the number one thing in men's test cricket is Australia. They've got some of the biggest names in the world of cricket there. Push them, get behind them. There's an article today about Steve Smith hopefully trying to be part of the Big Bash. Why on earth wouldn't you make that happen? I mean, s- seriously. Why on earth wouldn't you make that happen? Which, which, which somebody at headquarters is sitting around thinking that's a good idea to not have Steve Smith in the Big Bash League? Whatever you've got to do. You've got the number one thing, put him in there. They're in a little bit of limbo land at the moment when it comes to, oh, do we do this? Do we do that? Do we get out there on the front foot? Do we stick in the middle? You know where they are? They're in the worst place on a cricketing field. No man's land. You've got to be either in or out. Get yourself on the boundary, not five metres in. Get yourself on the front foot, not halfway back to a delivery that's going to knock your stumps over. Anyway, that's all the political side. The good stuff is day three today should be a beauty. If uh, Chanderpaul can get another three runs, he'll join his dad scoring a half century on debut. So like I say, there's all that stuff going on off the field. But the good stuff is once we get on the field, we start commentating and calling and, and focusing on what's happening in the extraordinary performances from those that are playing the game. It's 23 and a half minutes after 10 in Sydney, 23 and a half after nine for our Queensland listeners. More after this. This is Mornings with Matt White right here on SEN. Call Matt anytime. 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Now, one thing we've got to do, and Kev from Camden has asked for an update on uh, 2 a.m. Tommy. We haven't heard from him. Uh, what is the latest uh, tally, says Kev from Camden. Well, he just disappeared. He checked out. He left the show in the hands of Brooksy and myself, and off he went. I doubt he's got the app running, Brooksy. I don't think he'd be... I mean, does the app work in the spa? Yeah, it does, but he'd, he'd, he'd be a chance of dropping his phone, so... 
slippery fingers, I heard. And so he, he's been told by his missus not to take the phone in the spa whilst really? holding a Mai Tai. So that's, yeah. wor- that's a worry because he's gone up with his mates, hasn't he? Ooh, oh, but maybe, maybe <laughs> that's what I didn't hear. <laughs> Tommy, you dirtbag. <laughs> oh man, this show went downhill quickly today. We're, it's a good thing we've only got we've only got another half hour left because I yeah. think they'd probably take us off anyway. Yeah. So we need to do Tommy's Tribune, the version of Tommy's Tribune, which will be Brooksy's bugle. Uh, so we're looking for headlines. We've still got a Signet Power Bank to give away so we're looking for headlines and well the topics just write themselves this morning don't they uh Tajnari and Chanderpaul of course is cop one so can you work that into a headline and also your SENspiration for Brooksy's Bugle a special edition today but first up here's the news this is mornings with Matt White right here on SEN call Matt anytime 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Call of Manus Labuschagne's double century yesterday. One of two Aussies to go above 200. Well, Stephen Smith ended up not out 200 and neat. It was an extraordinary day of runs for the Aussies and then resilience in the end for the West Indies. As we head towards day three, Adam Collins is on the line getting ready for day three of action on SEN Test Cricket. Good morning to you, Colo. Morning, Waddy. Yes, uh, on the way to the crown now. A, a relatively gloomy morning in Perth as it was yesterday, but the sun peaked through, and as you say, it was a day for runs on a on a surface that's uh, that, that is that is that is all is only going to get better for batting. It doesn't feel like it's breaking up as yet. Does David Warner just sit there and watch Usman Khawaja get 65, then Manus get 204, and Smithy <laughs> get 200, and then Travis get 99, and go, what was I thinking? I, I suppose David Warner and Joe Root can exchange text messages after what's happened in Rolkindi <laughs> yes. overnight with four Englishmen making centuries and Root missing out. Uh, but yes, uh, early on, uh, you know, inside edge back onto the stumps from Warner before he was set. And, uh, it's, as it so often is with a side goes gigantic like Australia did yesterday, there's one unlucky batter and, and was Warner this time around. Talk about unlucky. Poor old Travis Head. I mean, he did such an excellent job to get to 99 and... That's the first time that he's been dismissed in the 90s in Test cricket, just the second time in Australian colours across all forms. Uh, it was just, it was a real bummer, I think is the easiest way to put it, because he deserved the century there. He did. I, what I would say is that they are 99 of the easiest Test runs that Travis Head will ever make. He walked out at, uh, I think it was 3 for 402 at that juncture, just as they went into the middle session. And really, it was one day batting. They had five back on the boundary from the, well, basically from the get go. They didn't put any pressure yeah. on him. He was able to walk singles down the ground at will. And, and, and don't get me wrong, he batted very nicely. And he, and he struck the ball well, timed it well. All you would expect after he batted so nicely as well in the one day as last week where he hit top form at Melbourne making a, a 150 opening the batting uh, in the coloured clothing. But yes, the the uh, I think it's important for Travis Head, uh, ignoring the century for a moment, that he made a contribution at the start of the summer. He only made 91 runs across the five test matches in Pakistan and Sri Lanka cumulatively at an average of 15 and a higher score of 26. Now, of course, he's a much better player than that. He won the Compton Miller medal last year for the player of the Ashes with two centuries, one at Brisbane and one at Hobart. And we know how good he is on home soil. But just to provide a bit of stability to his summer, making a big score to start, I think that even if it is one short of a ton, it'll be of some value as we work our way through the next couple of months. 
We've covered in depth this morning, Colo, on my program, Steve Smith's 200, not out his 29th test century, so he's up there with the Don on that number. And, of course, the, the double that you called of Marnus Labashain as well and the extraordinary um, bromance that these guys have, obviously, and the amount of runs that they put on. And then we get to the end of the day, which was quite fascinating to watch and listen to, and in particular... Tajnareen Chandapur making his debut, 26 years of age. He's out there with his skipper who can try and bat all day and will go block a block if he if he wants to. But Chandapur mm. had quite literally everything thrown at him. And here he is still there. And that's probably the biggest key. He made it through the night. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was the highlight of the day from a competitive balance perspective. You saw Cummins bowl and a brilliant spell to him to begin Hazelwood smashes him in the box. He was doubled over in pain, agony. You could see how much discomfort he was in at that juncture. Mitchell Stark tried to work him over. And then guess what? He's like, stuff this. I'm going to start hooking them all. Um, he didn't. He only landed one of them, I think. He hit Cummins for six over fine leg. But it was a bit of a throwback to 1975-76, uh, the happy hookers and uh, Roy Fredericks here in Perth with a, a left-handed opener, clearing the pickets at fine leg and wanting to take on the short ball and having the bravery to get inside the line of the thing. Uh, that takes some guts, especially after being whacked in the privates. You know, he was 47 not out at the close of play. And sure, I think Australian fans want to see wickets this morning. But if if a young Chanderpaul, the son of Shivnarine, goes on and makes a century at the first time of asking here at Perth Stadium, that'd be pretty special. Yeah, his dad scored 67 on Debu. So if he gets another three, he joins his dad in <laughs> the half-century club on Debu. But like you say, if he could go the distance, it'd be something good on you, mate. We'll let you go. Um, looking forward to day three of your coverage. It's been excellent so far. Thanks so much. Speak soon. <laughs> yes, folks, it's time for Brooksy's Bugle. Matty, I, thought, talking I the thought newspaper. the bugle was referencing my nose, not the actual <laughs> delivery of news. Oh, well, uh, I'll take that. I shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> the delivery of news, Brooksy's Bugle. So it's a... It's a big thing to step into, Brooksy, as you as you well know. Tommy's Tribune is is world famous, so much so that your yep. show bloody pinches it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a different discussion. But Brooksy's Bugle is set up, I think, for, a, for an all-time day when it comes to headlines because we've essentially been getting headlines for phrases around what um, poor young Chanderbal copped yesterday. And also for the SE inspiration for Arnie's men. So I'm sure you've managed to come up with something. Now, are you going along the same theme of Tommy's Tribune where it's it's about the headline and there's bugger all content that follows? Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm I'm not so much about accuracy, more maybe a laugh. Oh, like welcome that. to the show then. Oh <laughs> <laughs> what a fit. So but I I have I've had to, because of the nature of what we're doing here, Maddie, we've been um, talking about a global event. I've had mm. to go around the world to find um, my spots on cer in certain publications. So, firstly, I'm going to submit a headline to the Doha Daily. Argy Bargy Socceroos set a world record of fouls committed in their 1-0 bash-up of Argentina. <laughs> just, just run that by me again. Argy Bargy, yep. Socceroos set World Cup record in fouls conceded in 1-0 bash-up of Argentina. Yeah. Oh, look, I like the way you're going, but I'm going to have to be harsh on your first one here yeah, because right. brevity is best. 
Uh, it's just too many words. It's just Ooh. too many. Yeah, too many. Oh, words, that was brevity. the byline. Sorry, I've got a headline. Oh. I just the headline's argy bargy, obviously. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, yeah. That's, yeah that's, in the Doha that's Daily. In the uh, Doha Daily. Yeah, come on, I'm giving you. I'm giving you <laughs> double bangers of where they are. You, I, wait for the next one, Maddie. Okay. We're going uh, to go to. We're going to cricket, and we're going Here to we the go. Aruba Advocate, Chanda yes. Ball. Debutant dodges adversity and steers Windies in da- on day three. <laughs> Chanda Ball. Balls. <laughs> yeah. Aruba. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. you Shout too. out to the Beach Boys and their song Kokomo for That's right. that. Yep. And um, this one's just all over Australia. Stark reminder. Mitch's oh. Tenfer delivers as Aussies go one up in series. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one too. I mean, there could have been, you know, we, we could, even though it wasn't Mitchell Stark who delivered the fatal, not fatal, but the, who delivered the delivery uh, that got Tajnareen Chanderpaul in the Jatses. Mm. But had they snapped the moment where they were doing the assessment and it was Mitchell Stark who delivered the ball, we could have just had Starkers as <laughs> a headline with a photo. That's <laughs> wrong, wrong sound effect. <laughs> All right, so they're, they're my takes. That, that's my uh, plus. Like Is that it? You've got that's your three? it. I thought I'd just that's go it. with three. All right, well, it's your bugle, so you get to you get to make the call on whether you like or dislike these headlines that have come through and continue to come through. 0457 736 736. Uh, this one from Hamstrings from Narrabeen. No ball for Chanderpaul. Yeah, that's not bad. I can't, I can't deliver my chander ball and not give that some recognition. I think that was great. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, I was, I was sort of a little bit worried there that you were going to give him the, the Russell Crowe thumbs down. <laughs> but you've given him the thumbs up. Brooksy's Bugle, this one from Michael. Argentina, messy it up. Yeah. Love that's, it. That's, that's, in your, that's in your wheelhouse. Hey, hamstrings has quickly come straight back at you here. <laughs> Windy Shandapur blows a nut. <laughs> uh, you, oh. know, you know what? I grew up on the northern beaches as well, Maddie. That's yeah. exactly the sort of behaviour that comes out of Narrabeen. That's north right. or south yeah. of that bridge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you giving that thumbs down? We'll give it a thumbs up. Oh, right. give it a thumbs up. <laughs> Jeez, it's hard to get a read. It's hard to get a read. Uh, Mick from the Gong. I'm going to adjust this for you, Mick, because. Uh, you had Cummins in this one, but it was Hazelwood. Um, Chander Paul faces one less ball in Hazelwood's over. Oh, yeah. Another ball reference. Got to give it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to give that one. Uh, McHugh, we won't be doing that one around Travis Head, but we get which way you're going. Uh, Socceroos triumphant with Messi win over Argentina. Yeah. That's not uh, bad. Definitely. Messi. Yeah. Using Messi. Beautiful. And the Socceroos win. Got everything Things you get need. messy as Argentina get taken out with the trash. CE from Buzzer Bay. Brutal, Ooh. and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy tops 10 twirlers in tub tryst, says Kev from Camden. Love it because so- it's accurate and has <laughs> six T's in it. <laughs> That's right. Alliteration is, I mean, it's pretty easy with Tommy. It's either throwing a bit of rhyming slang or a bit, a bit of rhyme, not even rhyming slang, and uh, alliteration, and away you go. Uh, Clash of the Titans. Chanderpool takes one for the team. Make that two. 
<laughs> oh, these are all good. I've got to, yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm just, get, I'm that Russian judge, just giving everyone tens on the diving. <laughs> Something's up. Oh, dear. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, that's a good one. Socceroos oh. make a messy of the South Americans. That's Azza from DY. Vita, I love it. Vita. Anything, Madonna, great performance, great headline. Yep. And again, uh, something good coming out of DY. That's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, easy, Jace. Now these aren't headlines, but they could be. Um, this was on the. This was looking for the for the new terminology around hitting the nether regions. Uh, hitting the Nigel Plums like is it. number one, so that's good. And number two is knock the stuffing out of his dicky bird. Ooh, umpire <laughs> reference. That is worth a ding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can we read this one out from Matt? Um, about the pain was telling. Yeah, the pain was telling, but can I keep the swelling? <laughs> <laughs> See, Mark just knows. He's just dinging. He's, it's, it's good. I know. Most of these are going over Mark's head, I reckon, because, I mean, you, you're, getting, you're getting a lot of Australian rhyming slang out of this one. Here's one, I reckon, for us to finish it off with. Um, oh, hang on. Two. Dan of Canterbury says, ruse break. As in Lionel Hart, as in Lionheart, but Lionel Hart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's oh. let's give one. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Got to right. be better okay. than that, Dan. Final one. Final. <laughs> final one. <laughs> <laughs> All jats, no crackers. <laughs> Windy's openers not cracking. Keep dinging. Keep that ding ding. Yeah, it's like Keep. Breaking Bad. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the dinging going. Uh, nice work. That's a that's an outstanding opening edition, edition number one of Brooksy's Bugle. However, the big Scotteroo, you've got something that was kooky at the cup for us. It's not a headline. No. Uh, what was kooky at the cup today? Well, I have to do one more thing here of the, the kooky at the cup. Matthew, the Socceroos had a historic win. They were change, They were celebrating in the dressing rooms. I'll give you one guess what song was being played as they were celebrating oh, their celebration. Here oh. we go. Oh. I tell you, John Williamson. So good. Is, so John good. Williamson's <laughs> so just sitting good. there going, "I've spent my life taking my guitar around to Great Australian dressing rooms, belting out True Blue, right, and inspiring a, a nation of, of of Australian athletes with True Blue, and we're still whacking away to Sweet Caroline." <sighs> I thought he would have gone with the rip, rip wood chip, turn it into t- paper song, <laughs> throw it in the bin. No news today. <laughs> Chainsaw dreaming, can't you? What is it? Chainsaw screaming, can't you hear me yeah, dreaming? Yeah, and you could yeah. use like it could have been rip, rip, wood chip, turn into paper, throw Denmark in the bin. No news oh, today. Yeah. Nightmare dreaming, can't you hear Argentina screaming? Oh, what do you reckon? That could be the oh. song where they just keep going. Yeah. You know who you are, Vanessa Williams, mate. You just saved the best for last. Oh, stop. <laughs>